Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. I said I'd just pop over here on the on the side of the screen for a change from the start for two reasons, because I've got my little man here beside me, so he's going to call me at some stage. So I can continue to keep on talking, even if I take myself off screen here, if I need to tend to him. But also, I wanted to pop on to talk about Ferran Torres, somebody that in the heel of the hunt and everything that's gone on over the last week for myself, I haven't gotten a chance to speak about him. Somebody that's been linked a couple of times now, specifically, I think, since uh, Matthew Alleman came into uh, Aston or has been rumored with joining Aston Villa Football Club. I think it's pretty much a done deal now since he moved. He uh, flew to Birmingham yesterday, but uh, was announced today, or it was rumored, announced, was rumored today that. Um, Aston Villa were uh, were uh, hot in the heels of Ferran Torres coming from DBR8 and from At Sport as well. Um, that they were uh, pretty much there negotiating or close to negotiating a transfer of around 45 million euros. Um, with the exact wording being that there are many options to come to an agreement. Now, I don't know what that means specifically when it is transfer or when it is translated from Spanish to English, but uh, that to me sounds very, very promising. And look, we had um, Samuel Marsden on recently. We spoke about Ferran Torres and, and, and the potential of him joining Aston Villa. Um, would he be somebody that uh, the Barcelona might let go? And I think 45 million euros would be obviously an astronomical amount of money for Aston Villa to spend. It would meet, show that we mean business and uh, also I feel that um, you know it would be something that Barcelona would say mm, okay we recoup some of the money that we spent on him uh, 18 months ago 
Um, an exciting signing, I think. Uh, an exciting sighting, signing, but I think it's fair to say and it's fair to talk about the fact that he will be a, a potential signing or signing for his potential as well. And, and I'm going to talk a small bit more and give a bit more context as to what I mean by that. Um, obviously, he's a good player. We all know he is, uh, he is but... I get an awful feeling that you know, since he's moving back, moved back to the Catalan to to Catalonia. Or so, sorry, since he's moved to Catalonia, um, to to Barcelona, he's been kind of moved about. He's been moved left, right. He's never really played in that central striker role, bar a few games at the start of his tenure there. And I think really Ferran Torres has become um a a, a kind of a, somebody that's got kind of mixed up in in the stream with regards to what Barcelona were doing, how Xavier Hernandez coming in there trying to trying to get that that forward line to work. Um and Ferran Torres we we know is only a young player, he's only 23 years of age. Um but when he was 20, 21 playing in the Premier League, he showed great strength, he showed great ability on the ball, a quickness of pace, an ability to be able to to occupy the central defenders at such a young age, at 21 years of age, playing for Manchester City. And yes, Manchester City have a better calibre of player than Aston Villa do um, at this moment in time and they did back then as well but when we look at what happened when he went to Barcelona I suppose really um, where he was beginning to excel for for um, for Manchester City they didn't really uh, capitalise on that if that makes sense and we're going to talk about it in a moment because what I want to do is always I want to show up my stats sheet for Ferran Torres and I'm going to talk about a couple of notes I have on him as well before we do that I just want to uh, say thank you to a couple of people. <laughs> British Mick says, when he played for City, he made Wickham Wanderers look like a league going side. <laughs> it's good. Um, uh, where else are we? I'm just going to scroll through a couple of these. Um, Neil Taylor says, strap yourselves in, guys. going to be a lot of plenty of content over the next few weeks and months. And you know what? I have... Any of the new, any of you new people who watch this podcast, number one, if you've only started watching it in the last three weeks, I usually have a nice background behind me. I usually nicely lit and everything, but I'm not in my podcasting um, studio, if you want to call it studio uh, at the moment. Um, but if you're only new to the podcast and this is your first time uh, listening to us um, and it's going to be our first transfer window, I live for transfer windows. I love player scouting and stuff like that is something I love doing in my spare time and just forming my own opinions. I wouldn't even call it scouting. I would say forming my own opinions on players is is something I just love doing uh, in my spare time. And God knows I'm going to have a lot of spare time and a lot of nights where I'm awake doing nothing and staring at the ceiling, waiting for this lad to go back to sleep. So um, I will be doing as much as I possibly can for watching uh, players and trying to trying to find out more about them. So, um, uh, uh, Renaud RS has seen some backlash to this transfer. I'm not sure where I stand. I, I haven't checked out this at all. I haven't checked out anything on Twitter with regards to Ferran Torres. I can understand some people who would look at it and go, Meh, he had a, had a pretty indifferent time at Barcelona. That's fine. I, I As I say, that's, 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 that's a fair point that people will make. That's why I've brought it up here as well. I'm going to try and give the context as far as I can see it um, as to why that potentially may have happened um, over the last 18 months. But for me, I think the you know the the juice would be worth the squeeze with somebody like Ferran Torres. He's only twenty three years of age, and he was categorised eighteen months ago as Spain's next big thing. So uh, there's definitely something in there for him for sure. Um, or else are we as well? Oh, Martin McKeever, thank you so much. Congratulations to Neil. Um, uh, to wet the baby said thank you so much. There's a 
I, I really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Martin. Um, that's really, really, really generous of you. Um, Ash Villa makes a great point here as well. Aliman, in negotiating with Aliman and this one, I think, yeah, I think, I think there was probably more of a. I have a funny feeling that Aston Villa were negotiating with uh, uh, at a. So like Aston Villa are negotiating with Barcelona to try and get Aliman to to. Um, B6 a bit quicker than than was envisaged. Um, and also, I think that ties into the whole Barcelona making that strange statement that said Alemán is going to help them throughout the course of the whole transfer window. And I think they'd probably Aston Villa went to them and said, listen, look, is there any way we can get our man here ASAP? Um, he's leaving your club. Any chance we can get him here ASAP? You guys are going to sign Deco and he's going to be your new general manager um, or whatever it is, your sporting director. So let's just... Look, let's just stop beating about the bush here. And I think maybe they came along the lines of saying, "Okay, right, we are really interested in one of your players. Let's see if we can pay, if we can buy one of those players. You've just been hit with a fifteen million tax euro, fifty million euro tax bill uh, in Spain as well. You're going to need to pay that off. You don't want the stuff like that hanging over you while you're coming into a a, a season, an off season where you've just won the league and you're going to try and retool to have a good crack off the Champions League again and not like the one you had this season. So what can we do with Ferran Torres? Maybe that's what's happened here, you know. So Villa are negotiating with Barcelona. I would say, uh, from due to a conflict of interest here, Alemán has moved, has, has taken himself away from it and said, oh, "I I can't have anything to do this here, do do here because um it, of a conflict of interest." Now, but I would imagine the negotiations happened there and potentially could allow, if something goes smooth here, there could be a kind of a double kind of a um handshake on it to say, "Okay, well, we're going to take Alemán." as well here and um you're going to let him out of his contract at, at, on the 30th of june as per um the agreement he and not and he doesn't have to honor the agreement with regards to the transfer window fee could be something like that i don't know i don't know but it's uh it's it, it would be interesting to sure um it would be interesting for sure ryan c says to think if we go for ferran torres then we won't go for Asensio, or do we dream of getting both Interesting. I'm going to talk about it in a moment, uh, Ryan. I'm going to talk about it in a moment because where I see Ferran Torres and where I see Asensio are uh, not exactly the same, the same position. Um, I but I could be 100% wrong on that. I think that uh, Ferran Torres sees him as a as a, as a centre forward. I think Asensio would. While I mentioned in my Asensio podcast where he plays that second support striker, um, it would still mean that the two of them could play in the same team. Um, now. With Asensio being a free transfer, you know, there's always something there for squad depth, but it would mean people would have to leave our squad, our, our team. There would have to be outgoings there. There would not be enough room for Coutinho, um, a Bundia, and Asensio, a Ferran Torres, and so on within the within the squad. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, oh, God, my other child now is just coughing like a mad joke, but she's fine. She's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to pop in here and... Um, <coughs> excuse me. And start moving some slides here, and we'll talk a small bit about Ferran Torres. So let's take a look at Ferran Torres. I've got him here as a striker, central striker, and I put him up here again as well with regards to um what he um what, what he gives as that kind of that support striker and with the Bundy as the Coutinho as the the Leon Bailey's point of view. We can see here he's got a bit of a mixed bag from the point of view of um 
from from the point of view of uh, of an attacking side of things. And um, bear in mind, these were over the last 365 days. And I'm going to bring a small bit of context to this in a moment with regards to just some things he did at, at Manchester City and some things I've seen him do for Barcelona. But he hasn't had anywhere near the scoring frequency and so on uh, from that from the, the the same amount of play. So since he's moved to Barcelona, his amount of shots has uh, has taken a bit of a dive, but he's still in there along the same lines as um, as Ali Watkins takes the same amount of shots as Ali Watkins and as Danny Ings did when Danny Ings was at the club as well. Coming in there are 2.71 shots. Um, he gets 35.8% of those on target. I would like uh, I would like that to be higher. I think, you know, a percentage uh, on target would be, um, a higher percentage on target would be good. These statistics that he has here on the left-hand side uh, the percentages that we have against them there, the 79%, the 48%, those line graphs, these are against attacking midfielders because that's really where he's played for Barcelona. So just bear that in mind as well. Um, one of the biggest areas that he has is he's still very industrious as a as as a forward player. Um, at Manchester City, he was really he really embraced um, Pep's way of of working he really embraced the english premier league and that you have to be industrious you have to work back you have to learn how to use your body to um to to, to kind of manipulate play especially if you're you know you're going you're going to try and hold that ball up and ferran torres for a 21 year old was exceedingly good in that specifically when he was coming off the bench he had he had uh, gabriel jesus to to contend with he had uh, sergio aguero to t- contend with and he was he was looked really adept at that for somebody who was so young at 21 years of age um, doing that and as i said since he moved to uh since he moved to to barcelona he's been predominantly played on the wings um i think uh he has played through the center but hasn't been given the same opportunities obviously with the likes of Lewandowski there um, and prior to that you know pair uh, um hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Aubameyang was there memphis Depay was there you know and they were played at times and Torres has had has has uh, had opportunities to come off the bench. Why? I think it's really because Barcelona had to be in a win now mode, as in they had to get second in the league, they had to get into Champions League, they had to do all this. And Ferran Torres was coming to a, a big club with a lot of expectations and a massive uh, transfer fee on his shoulders. Not the first time he's done that. Remember, twenty million took him from Real from. Uh, Valencia to uh, to uh, Man City, so he has had a big price tag before. Um, this is a big price tag coming to a club that had a small bit of turmoil around it and had a lot of influx of players as well. Um, so from that point of view, from a contextual point of view, there's there is reasons as to why the, this guy is uh, didn't hit the same heights um, at Barcelona when he moved there. 
Um, the shot creating actions piece here for me is huge because uh, even though he didn't get as many uh, as many touches of the ball as uh, as a lot of other um, Barcelona players did, his shot creating actions were really, really, really strong. From from the point of view of what what once again the percentage piece here is for an attacking midfielder. Um, when we look at where he lines up against with our strikers here, uh, creating his own actions, creating shot creating actions specifically for other players and for himself is quite good for him. And when I think about him playing in this team, I think he could play as that centre forward, as that second striker, because realistically speaking, we're looking to fill Buendia, the, the Buendia, um role. We're looking to fill that Bailey role um, that plays just off Ollie Watkins there. And Ferran Torres can certainly do that. He really does. He really can do that, should I say. And, and, and the reason I think he can do that, because when you look at him, and, I, and I've spent most of my time looking at him when he played at City, because I think that that's how he's going to be utilised for Aston Villa. And it's going to be more through the centre. Because at Manchester City, I'm just going to open up some of my notes here. Um, at Manchester City, he play, he scored 16 goals and he had four assists. And he played 14 times as a right winger, 19 times as a centre forward, and um, 10 times as a left winger. So he played all the way across that that uh, that that kind of uh, attacking landscape, but mostly 19 times, as I say, he played as a centre-forward. And I mentioned there, he scored 16 goals and four assists, which was really, really good in the Premier, in the Premier League. And he only played 2,627 minutes, you know, over the course of 18 months. So really productive time in the Premier League, looked like he suited the league, looked like the league suited him. Why is that important? Because you look at Leon Bailey, who comes into this league and you think has absolutely everything to to take this league by storm, has pace, can carry the ball, you know, had a, had a decent-ish scoring record at Leverkusen, but comes into this league. And I've said it before, I don't think this league suits Leon Bailey. I think I think we've seen it now. I don't think he suits the league. I don't think the league suits him. Um, and, and it'll be an interesting um, interesting to see what happens with him over the course of the summer, specifically over the course of the next 12 months, um, you know, when people will be brought in to take his place and to, or to, to give him competition for his place. Because at the moment, it's him and Buendia and, and he's not really kind of let the, let the world on fire, save for two or three games this season. So if Foreign Tires comes in here, what I'm expecting from him as, as a striker is uh, I'm expecting him to ha- to show that defensive grit, that high press, really good high presser under under Pep Guardiola. Um, he was he was actually fantastic uh, at the high press under Pep Guardiola, and that's why he was brought on late in games. Teams were tired. He was brought on. He'd press like a maniac. He'd win the ball back. At times then he'd win it back. He'd be fresh enough to get him behind the defender and score that goal. Um, as I say, of those 16 goals that he scored for for um, for Manchester City. Um, another reason why I think that he's going to be valuable is because he's got superb interpretation of space. He, he's the, the way that he finds space is fantastic, specifically when he plays. <coughs> excuse me, when he plays as centre forward, dropping deep. So if he played as in, up top in the top two. He would allow him to drop deep or even an Ollie Watkins to drop deep. Keep defenders, centre halves, guessing. And if we remember when we played um, uh, Newcastle and Ollie Watkins was unplayable in that game, like he was just absolutely fantastic. How was he fantastic? He was able to swap from centre half to centre half, drag them further forward, whether it be Botman or whether it be whether it be Shar. We had Trippier pinned back with, uh, with Moreno, but because he was able to pick his centre half and bring pull one of them forward at any given time, there was loads of space in behind the in, in behind that uh, that centre back, and he was able then to to manipulate that space. If you've got two people who can do that, because Ferran Torres is really good in the air. Uh, as as well, comparatively speaking, I suppose he's six foot, but he's pretty decent in the air. 
you know, if you've got two people who can do that, who can who can come forward and then be able to exploit the space in behind. Because Ali Watkins, for all his failings, maybe at at, at uh, first time shooting and stuff like that, he's a really good space player. Um, and, and Fern Torres can do that as well. And I think that that's that's something that you you know that at Aston Villa he would be utilised uh, or he would be asked to do. Um, also another great thing that he is he's able to do is if he if he is that guy, you know, if we say if Ali Watkins does peel off and uh, and starts to try and create chances. Um, Ferran Torres is really good in the box at finding spaces. Like he's he's got that kind of poacher's mentality in the box as well. His placement, his movement in there is really really good as well. Uh, loves getting in positions on that penalty area to be able to capitalize and cut backs. And guess who we have that has brilliant a brilliant ability to make cutbacks, uh, specifically from the byline. Another Spanish man within our team, um, in in Alex Moreno. I can see an awful lot of reasons why Ferran Torres, you know, he does naturally, and what he, what Pep has really instilled, had instilled in him at Man City, and um, why that would be really appealing to Unai Emery as well. Um, there's another trait that I wanted to talk about uh, as well. I spoke about that. He's back to goal. Um, where is my note here? Yes, the willingness to make running behind the runs in behind defenders. You know, he's 23 years of age. He's got a youthful exuberance with uh, with regards to how he plays as well. Um, obviously, he's better than youthful exuberance because he's got quite a, a decent Spanish Spain record. I think he's got two goals against Italy to his name, amongst others. And you know how difficult it is to score against Italy. But his ability to be able to run in behind the 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 the, the, the centre halves, to be able to run in and, and beat that offside trap as well, I think is really important. Um, obviously, we do counter attack, and we're going. I can expect us having a way faster. Um, a way faster build up play um in uh, in coming weeks and in coming in coming months um and uh, Ferran Torres will be somebody that will be able to exploit that as well um not only do i have one child who's crying but i think i might have a second one yeah she might be going back to bed there i do apologize this is a uh, it's a tough gig tonight tough gig I do, I'm, I'm kind of half regretting starting this now i am going to be honest with you because i am going to need to 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 cut to cut the broadcast there, guys, and to cut this uh, Ferran Torres piece. Um, but essentially, I like him. I think the Aston Villa signing me offers an awful lot to Aston Villa, but I need to go and tend to one of my kids. I do apologise, everybody. See you later. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, all the best and up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.